I've been thinking about making some falafels and this is the mix that I buy at the supermarkets around here. Just mix in some water. I don't know, my homemade falafels are pretty good. But this happens to all of us. Look at this, expiration date, March 2021. It's February 2022. It's expired. Maybe it's still good, maybe not. But then notice this, the barcode, right? or the, the QR code. That triggered the sale. I got the falafel mix. But the barcode, QR code, they have no relevance to the expiration date. They also have no relevance to what's actually inside. Maybe it's moldy. Maybe somebody swapped this out for bubble gum. Maybe somebody put poison in here. The barcode doesn't know. The barcode just is there to trigger a sale. The barcode and this barcode scanner can't see what's on the inside. It doesn't even care what's on the inside. And it is not concerned with wholeness. And that's the big point. Welcome to the Sanctus Forum. I am Michael Stewart Robb, better known as blah. I'm not better known as blah. Better known as Mike. And this is Conspiracy Commentaries. We're talking about Dallas Willard and his book, The Divine Conspiracy. And we're talking about chapter two. Section here called, I've even, I've already forgotten. It is called barcode faith. Now we're still setting up in here. I don't quite know where I'm gonna be sitting. The table's kind of off. I really should be like here. But I just try to add helpful observations and comments just to go a little bit deeper and help us digest this book a little bit better and really see what Dallas is doing with this. And what he's doing here is he is pointing out a problem that he sees in the Christianity of his day. And I don't think this is limited to his day. I think it's something that's still going on now. And it's something that's not just happening in America. It's something that you will find all over the world. Dallas Willard wants to call it barcode faith. He also will call it vampire Christianity. Jesus, I just want a little bit of your blood, but for the rest of my life, I don't really want to be around you. Or at least I don't really need to be. I can be, you know, if you help me out when I want it. But if not, we can just go our separate ways. I got what I need. And, you know, you... You do your thing, I'll do my thing. If it was written today, I think it would be called QR Code Faith. Um, and the idea is that God has a big scanner and he sort of scans each person with his scanner and looks for something that he has identified as pleasing or important to him. 
Now, for some groups, it's faith, it's belief, it's some sort of mental assent to something. Maybe it's some kind of um, basic trust in Jesus and God, that would be nice, but often it's a lot less than that. It's more like something like, I, I agree with what the church or the pastor or the preacher is teaching in this particular area. For other groups, it might be a, a ritual. I participated in one of the sacraments, or it might be for another uh, group, just mere participation in the group, membership. And once you are a member, then you're in. God sort of sees that with his, his scanner, beep. And what happens is you get forgiveness of sins. And the problem with this, the problem is it has nothing to do with wholeness, with who you are as a whole person. It does not involve any change in what or who you are. You've just ticked a box and God sees that box has been ticked and then he says, okay, we can forgive this person. Now I know that many groups, many pastors, teachers, priests, theologians, many well-intentioned Christians are gonna resist that and say, no, that's not what I signed up for. That's not true of me. And Dallas isn't, well, I mean, he probably could have written a whole chapter on analyzing the views of other people and why he thinks that it really boils down to this. But basically, he wants to say that when it really, when you really want to cut it finely, the difference between a, a Christian and a non-Christian is that a Christian has, is just like a non-Christian, except they have forgiveness added on top. And everything else is just what I called in the previous video an add-on. It's something that you can take into your life or something that you can just leave if it's not convenient or really all that important to you, if it's irrelevant, perhaps. So all these little add-ons, whether you're going to be deeply involved in worship or whether you're going to be committed to some form of justice in this world, um, or whether you're going to be really serious about studying the Bible or studying theology, or whether um, moral character is going to be important to you. See, all of these things are things that come after forgiveness. It's as if forgiveness was the lock on the door. And once you are able to unlock that, you can open the door and inside are all of these little add-ons, which depending on your group, are emphasized in different ways. But you see, you don't have to go into the room and take any of these things. And the groups, when they look at each other, they will say, oh, okay, they emphasize that and that, but really, really the most important thing is that they have secured this forgiveness with God, that they've got the door open. And then after that, there are some important things Maybe, maybe, or maybe not. And groups have various ways of trying to emphasize them or sometimes finding ways to sort of connect them with 
this moment of forgiveness. So there are two things to keep in mind when you're reading the rest of this chapter and the rest of the book. Um, the first thing is, what is the main thing that God is offering to humanity? Is it forgiveness? Is it just a, an eraser of this, an eraser? Just an erasing of the split between God and us? Is it some sort of clearing out of the penalty that perhaps we ought to pay? Is that the main thing? The second thing is, how do we how do we get that? How does that come to be ours? And for a lot of groups, a lot of the groups, especially that Dallas is going to be in touch with and speaking to, it's belief. But belief often in a pretty shrunk down form, this isn't true of everybody, but um, for a lot of people, it's just a kind of mental ascent to the basic truths of Christianity or of salvation. He will again and again say one version of the theory of atonement. Now, that's probably not true across the board, but for a lot of people, that's kind of what you will hear as what you need to do or what needs to be true of you in order for forgiveness to be yours as well. So those are the two things to keep in mind. Well, that's what I've got for you today. Thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing if you haven't already. And um, anybody want to eat some old falafel with me? I don't know. We'll see you next time. Bye.